Gravity Formers, it's Monday, November 13th. Our first live summit kicks off this week. Tiny but mighty updates coming to version 2.8. And I can't believe how she's using AI with Gravity Forms. It's Breakdown, a Gravity Forms podcast. This week on November 15th, 11 a.m. Eastern, our first half-day virtual summit kicks off for freelancers and agency owners using Gravity Forms. Head to gravityforms.com summit to see our lineup of guest speakers. We have six 30-minute sessions exploring the Gravity Forms ecosystem, how people use it in their agencies, and how you can deliver more value for better customers in your WordPress services business. Register for free at gravityforms.com summit. Gravity Forms 2.8 Beta 1 is available for testing. Check the link in the show notes, access the download in your dashboard, or take part of our beta group, which you can sign up for at gravityforms.com beta. 2.8 is tiny, no pun intended, but mighty release of Gravity Forms. You might need to squint to see its full potential. Okay, the puns are over. But a feature I've been waiting for since I saw it built, getting built behind the scenes is compact mode for form editing. Gone are the days of scrolling forms with dozens or hundreds of fields. With Compact View, you can get a more bird's eye view on all of the forms inside the editor. Each compact field includes the most critical parts of the field as well, so you can navigate more complex forms with ease. I love this update because it sets the groundwork for even more improvements in the UI for future versions of Gravity Forms. Remember, you can be the first to know about these releases by joining the beta group at gravityforms.com slash beta. Black Friday deals are coming to Gravity Forms. I'll link the special landing page in the show notes, but you won't want to miss 50% off all licenses between November 21st and the 28th. It's a fantastic time to save 50% off all licenses. If you listen to this podcast and you're not a customer yet, and you're just like, hey, taking in all this information, I love what Gravity Forms can do, especially when you hear today's interview, you can get it for 50% off between November 21st and the 28th, along with our Gravity Flow product. If you're looking to build more applications with Gravity Forms, automations with Gravity Forms, intranet type things for your customers, Gravity Flow is fantastic for that. The landing page will also have the 50% off deals listed there. Check it out in the show notes. 50% off, you can't go wrong. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Hazel Kimpo on how she's leveraging Gravity Forms plus Zapier plus ChatGPT to create her own homebrewed product. Talking to her has unlocked so many other potential ways to leverage Gravity Forms in my head. I can't wait to start exploring it. And I hope this conversation does the same thing for you. It's amazing. I mean, AI is a lot of buzzwords and there's a lot of things on Twitter that I look at and say, oh man, I, like, I don't know if this is useful for me, but what Hazel has shared today, I think can help all of us using Gravity Forms in some way. You're really going to enjoy it. And by the way, if you do and you have feedback to share about Breakdown, please take our survey located at form with three M's, form.wtf slash survey, link in the show notes. Okay, here's Hazel talking about her AI goodness. Hey, Hazel, welcome to the program. 
founder of Clever Marketing. Uh, we are in a WordPress group together, post status. Saw it. I was just happened to be scrolling through. I think it was the AI channel. And um, I'm just scrolling through. It was one of those things, you know, one of those things about Slack where you're just like clearing messages. And you know, it's just like you're going into all the rooms and I'm scrolling and I'm like, all right, let me just clear this message through the AI channel. And then I'm like scrolling, I see Gravity Forms, AI. And then like you said, you were building like this cool marketing tool. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> Click this link. Uh, and then I just saw you connecting Gravity Forms to Zapier, to Video Ask, to ChatGPT. And then there's something that happens at the end. And I was like, let's get Hazel on the podcast to talk about this. Yeah, I'm excited. So I built what I call a sort of marketing machine with Gravity Forms. I had... I've seen a lot of people be excited about using AI for, you know, writing blog posts. And I, I the excitement seems to end there. <laughs> like, I'm very excited to, like, you can write a blog post and then they realize it's not very good at writing blog posts. Which is exactly how I onboarded into AI because everyone's like, you got to use it. And I'm like, okay, tell me the history of WordPress. And exactly. <laughs> that it was yep. terrible. And I was like, I can't use this in my day job. 100%. What I've realized uh, talking to robots is really good at is taking all of our unorganized human thoughts into whatever structure we need. And I have been playing with gravity forms and different uh, form inputs to do, can a user just do a, either a long verbal or written input or a long cut and paste? And can I take that into structured data to do functionally whatever I need with it? So that's exactly what I've done. So you've taken, uh, you've taken one software as a service, Video Ask, and uh, it's a tool that I've used before. It's basically uh, allows you to have like this video overlay to prompt people to take form input. So quasi competitor to gravity form to a degree but maybe more for like support and sales forward uh, type of companies and then once the 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 user finishes that user submission it then goes to gravity forms to do a more manual input correct yeah so the user will do that it's a verbal or text input they can do on video ask video ask is a software i think that they're typically trying to sell it for like lead generation type things i'm actually using it very much for this very concept of, hey, verbally just talk about your business for a minute. Kind of freaks people out. So some people are doing the text input. After they do that, I guess I'm fine tuning to like the voice of their brand, etc. Um, in that voice input, though, they are reading a script. I say, hey, full on, just read this script. In the proto version, I was running it straight on Gravity Forms. I liked it a lot. And we were having people just paste their about page, which worked quite well. Similar idea. But the verbal input has really been interesting to do. And then... It fires off after the, the user submits that data uh, from video ask to gravity forms. It then fires off to Zapier. And Zapier is then is that sort of conduit that sends it off to ChatGPT. Correct. Yeah. And what's really beautiful about it is Zapier has even built in now and ChatGPT API also has it built in. Taking turning literally anything into structured data. So wall of text, I can just identify fields out of that wall of text and say AI hey, here's a wall of text about Matt's business. Give me these 12 fields, which are things like, you know, what's their brand promise? What's their history? Whatever. And I didn't want you to tell me that way because that's a boring way to talk and nobody really talks that way. But AI can certainly suss it out. So now what I have is a magical database of about 40 fields about your brand that I can run against any prompt. And there is where I've been building the back end all in Gravity Forms because now I have all of your input 
well, cool. If you just need a content calendar for this month, tell me three campaigns you have coming up. I know the holidays. I know everything about your business. I could easily give you a content calendar for this month. So I should probably zoom out as the professional podcaster that I am and <laughs> forget to frame it. Of Can people interact with this right now? What is this product that you've created? Can they interact with it? And is it something that they can access? Yes, and I have a, have I have a free version with? of it right now. Uh, you can go to theclever.io. Uh, the app lives at docs.theclever.io. Uh, and there's a free version of it live right there where you can run uh, a full content strategy. I'm a real big believer in content pillars. I don't know if that's how you guys do your podcast stuff. Content pillars is my go-to content strategy. It's been really beautiful. I've had uh, brands come in, talk about their business for two minutes, and then you end up with a really nice... I have the output right now in uh, Google... Uh, Slides? What do they call their spreadsheet? Their slides, right? <laughs> I think they just call it. I think they call it just presentations. presentations. Anyway, the output goes there uh, into a really nice, like, hey, here's your six pillars. You should write twenty percent about this, fifteen percent about this, ten percent about this. Post six times a week, and uh, I can share that doc with everybody afterwards because it's a template I've used for years. Now AI can just fill in the dots. Fantastic. Thanks for reframing that. Uh, Learn my lesson as a podcast host to do that at the beginning. <laughs> uh, that, that talk to me about structured data. So for anyone who's in the audience who's listening, I, I you know I think of it like as HTML programmer. Like, what does that mean? People take that data. You're saying that the form. Let's say somebody came in, gave an interview, took the transcript. It's just a wall of text. You're letting ChatGPT identify those areas. It's not something you have to sit back and go. I need to formulate the structured data. It's ChatGPT that's highlighting it, those areas. ChatGPT does you. the work, but I tell it what to look for. So I can tell ChatGPT that uh, one of the fields in this wall of text is going to be job title. So figure that out. Figure out where the job title is. And AI is excellent at that. There is even further fine tuning within Zapier. I suppose if you're slightly more technical than me, probably in the API to explain to ChatGPT what I'm looking for in that structured field. So in that, in that structured data, so whether hey, there's a title in here, but the title is never going to be President of the United States or whatever other parameters I might want to give it. But on that first wall of input, I pull out about 40 fields uh, from that. And just by really giving them a title, like, hey, listen, like here's a wall of text and you're going to understand 40 things about it. And when you're trying, to, let's call that training yes. the AI, right. which is probably loosely, you know, what, you know, what it is, you know, because again, listen, I, I've, been listening to all these AI podcasts like so many of us have and I hear all these people saying yeah well we train our AI and I'm like how the hell That's do you do that <laughs> like how are you training AI <laughs> right I want to train AI you know <laughs> but this is a way yes. you've done it like you've done it with with these with these pieces of the puzzle so is that something that you you constantly go back into your gravity form and say okay now I've learned something new from these new customers let me add these keywords in so this is something that you're actually using to say I see it I'm training my AI now by going back into Gravity Forms and inputting this, this stuff. There's one piece of that, yes. But where I use Gravity Forms more is for, I have a really good baseline. Almost all of my outputs are going to be about someone's business or their business strategy. And I have all of the baseline about your business. Now I can use Gravity Forms to just ask some fine tuning on what your next output needs to be. For instance, if you needed your podcast planning for Q1 2024, you would probably give me a little bit of different info. I know so much about your podcast and your info already from what you gave me. But you might be like, oh, yeah, in January, we want to do this promo and we're going to release this product and something else. 
that I would run through gravity forms to give it further input. What I also use gravity forms for, this is my lazy girl marketing. I, I don't like webhooks. I, I hate making webhooks. And like I use gravity forms to run, like, so Zapier runs on like, my, my zaps, they run like a kind of a chain reaction. Once one is done, another one might run, another one might run or won't run based on certain things. And I use gravity forms for every single one of those in the back end. Anything that is, it's a, tr it's a gravity form getting triggered in the back end um, because webhooks are, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so are you are you having zap is this in the in the same bucket of Correct. this product yeah so for instance if i got your first info and then i need to go it needs to trigger something else the way it will get triggered by it will be by zapier submitting a gravity form in the back end for that user oh so you're actually telling zapper hey come back to my site and interface with the gravity forms, and then gravity forms will do something else. Exactly. Based on that. So the user isn't interfacing with gravity forms a lot, but I use it constantly, and it keeps me way more organized because I'm not a coder than doing a bunch of webhooks. That is fascinating. I, I love it. I use it a lot for <laughs> That's that. That's fascinating. I would I would love to open up my dashboard because you know, like you have that sort of uh, dopamine hit when you're uh, you're running a WordPress website, you have gravity forms, and then you get the little widget, and it's like, oh, there's a content, a little entry. So it's like the most simple thing, but you're like, oh, cool, like somebody entered something. Let me go take a look at it. Something is, there's something satisfying knowing that you have these contact forms with the entries lighting up, but it's actually... Exactly. I, I, I like had a, to turn off all my notifications. Like cool, I was like, getting a lot of emails, and I was like, oh, yeah. my site's so busy. I'm like, oh, no, someone just bought one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me now about the business side of things. Uh, obviously, the obvious win here is just a tremendous amount of like automation and efficiency. How are you doing this before? And do you have like a guesstimate of how much time and energy this has saved you, uh, at, if at all, from like doing it the, the old way, interfacing with a client, talking to them, running it through your process. It's How really it magical. So on my site right now, you can get two docs, which are a, it's like a brand foundation, which gives you kind of uh, core values and mission vision. And another one that gives you the content strategy with the content pillars. I have about a dozen more that run when I, when I sign on a new client. And the way I do that, if a client um, is either using this tool or not, I could take our transcript for our onboarding call and I put it into our tool and I immediately have all their strategy docs. And when I tell you they're right, like I, it's embarrassing for me. I feel like half the time because it's doing my job, but frankly, this is how AI works well with really good instructions. And it has to understand the framework and the expert. I see people telling AI to do the best you know, version of a website and you don't give it the definition of best. And that's the big missing piece. Giving a definition of what your framework or best is makes AI work really well. So that's what I've tuned it and trained it to do. So there's a lot of things I, I, I want to talk about that just unlocked while, while you were saying all that. Uh, one, when I first got into using ChatGPT, it was the same thing. Like it was like write a blog post about something, something sure. in WordPress. And then you're like, this is terrible. But it's also unfair to the AI to be like, hey, write about this thing. Because if you were telling a human to do that, they'd be at like, if I leaned over to somebody and I was like, hey, you're going to be my content writer, write me about the 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 genesis of WordPress. And you're like, and they'd be like you have well, so many follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah, you have a zillion follow-up questions, right? So any human would just look at you and be like, yeah, okay, like, <laughs> tell me about who's going to read it. What's the, you know, how long is it? What areas you want me to focus on? What's the voice? What's the tone? And then we expect, you know, 
AI to just be like, oh yeah, just do it because everyone's telling us how amazing it is. So we're just like, and then we just run into these moments that's unfair to the robots. So there's that. And what I like is with gravity forms, well, let me roll it back. So a lot, then there's the other sentiment in the space where AI is going to put us all out of business. There's not going to be any more writers. There's not going to be as you know, there's not going to be these XYZ coders, writers, et cetera, researchers, um, where it might be fair to a degree, but it's going to unlock these efficiencies that you've unlocked. And I think that's like the, the, the tremendous upside. When I hear stories like yours, it's not like we're going to, you're going to lose your marketing clients. <laughs> you're, you're making it more efficient because the marketing clients are still going to want a human to talk to and interact with. And so what if this this portion right here is done through AI because it's saving everyone time and effort. In I my agree. Opinion. And especially the more honed and trained it can be on someone's expertise. I think that actually brings the human because if you built one of these, you could very well be like, oh, hey, Hazel, your framework's kind of not good. I like this way. And I'm like, cool, then tell it to do it that way. And that's going to be yours. And the, to me, that makes the output so much more valuable because it should disagree if they all agree. And frankly, that's, you, anybody who's worked in marketing has worked for a boss who has been like, who's your customer? And they say, everybody. That's the same problem right, with yeah. ChatGPT. <laughs> now go yeah, close exactly. Yeah. It can't be everybody, right? It it's, can't be the expert and everybody's the expert. You have to give it a point of view. Yeah. And what's interesting, so we're recording this, I think, the, I think it was this week or last week. I think, no, it was this week when OpenAI had their whatever. Whatever they call it. Yeah, their their, exactly. Event. I was going to call it their Apple <laughs> uh, event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had their Apple event to talk about their things. And um, I'm like closely watching because I've been on the fence with AI over the last, you know, year and starting to warm up to it a little bit for some efficiencies in my content production workflow. Still, you know, unsure how it's going to, you know, I see all these rapper companies, rapper companies being like people who are building yeah, rappers around AI and hey, it's awesome for them. They're they're building a business. It's fun. They're they're making money. But then you see a you see OpenAI AI come out with those those features. Yeah, so you got like these little um, I think it's what they call it, GPTs, which are going to be like your own kind of chat bot. And then I start to think about people that I know who are running chat bot type companies. Like, damn, now you're in trouble, <laughs> right? Because they're building it. What I'm getting at here is what I like about this is I think that that your way of using gravity forms, and obviously I could be totally wrong, but you're creating an input that's specific to you. And I don't think that that they would have like an input method at OpenAI, right? I like I don't think they would have that for a brand. Like you might have a bot that you could interface with. But it wouldn't be something like you'd have to send your customers to OpenAI to interface with this thing. And what you've done with Gravity Forms is create that conversation starter without having to see And also OpenAI. living on my that site, which was a big reason of using Gravity Forms. And living always. on your site. I, uh, right. So many of these rappers, yeah. you have to go outside or even if I was going to sell a GPT, Correct. which maybe I haven't got too deep. That seems interesting. But again, you're going to be beholden to the app store. Same story as why anyone's been at WordPress, on WordPress since the beginning, right? You want to be able to own your stuff as much as possible. Now, AI takes a ton of compute, so that's the problem. You can't run yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah, 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 
what other areas have you, like, I know, like, probably like every other entrepreneur, you started to build this thing, and like, this is awesome, it might not even be off the runway yet, and you're already thinking, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you know, if... When I see what you're putting together with Gravity Forms, Zapier, and OpenAI, I start thinking, wow, you know, anyone who has like a Slack notification that comes up, like when I ran my agency, you know, I'd have a lead come in and it would notify me in Slack and be like, oh, somebody wants a website. Let me read about them. Now I'm thinking like, wow, you could just summarize this with ChatGPT, get an idea whether this is going to be a good client or a bad client, and it could just one line alert you. Good customer alert, bad customer alert. Absolutely. Right? Like that's what I have that pops off in my head. What else are you thinking um, about? Imagine the early days of your agency before having clients, if you were able to give prospects uh, already like sample of the sort of thing because it was AI generated that you pulled from their about page. Uh, but what I'm using it for that I really love and I haven't perfected, but I think this most exciting to everybody in WordPress is proposal writing. Like it has, I built one for myself in a very bespoke way to on my on, I take my onboarding calls or my sales call transcript with permission from the customer and my similar functionality. This one actually does is all through gravity forms. I just put a, I dump the whole transcript in there and a few fields that I need. And the output is into my own proposal, which is a Google doc into my own, um, Based on the input, I know which level of cost they're going to be because I've trained the AI. I'm working with another client to do this for graphic design clients now. I think this one's really magical because every agency owner I know hates writing proposals, but they want money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. One of the first things I did when I started my agency, and luckily I had experience from running a web development agency at another company before I started my own, was build a a proposal builder with gravity forms and this is god this is like right when gravity it's the forms same came idea out, though so. functionally now this is just v10 yeah. <laughs> yeah like 12 years ago because that's how like that's how monotonous the process is and how important it is that's at the same the time because every customer wants the number they want it now they want to see it really quick and literally what i would do is you would go through and you would toggle off like the different areas of like what was important to you. And I would send you a an email that just had everything outlined that you wanted in a rough estimate of like what that was going to cost. And functionally, um, if you dug up that old gravity form from 12 years ago, I would still use the same yeah, one because yeah. I would do a unstructured input, have uh, AI structure it and just fill out the form. Yeah, 100%. This is awesome stuff. Where else can folks go to learn more about what you're doing? How can they access this? How can they get in touch with you if they want to be uh, a part of what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn the most these days. So easy to find. Uh, Hazel Q, I'm on post status. I'm on most places, um, unfortunately. So I'm a very easy person to find. <laughs> LinkedIn is, is the best bet for you these days. Hazel Kimpo, theclever.io. That's it for today's episode. If you could do one more thing for me today, share this episode on social media, your favorite Facebook group or Discord channel. Spread the word about this podcast. It really helps. If you haven't added Breakdown to your favorite podcast app, point your browser to gravityforms.com breakdown and click the icon of your app to add us and listen to us every two weeks. Okay, we'll see you in the next episode.